Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lenovo NVIDIA Think AI podcast. My name is Takiri Wondragala. I work in the Infrastructure Solutions Group at Lenovo. And my name is Valerio Rizzo. I'm the Lenovo EMEA Head of AI. And Takiri, I have we are with me today my dear friend Fabio Masci, CEO of The Edge Company. It's a pleasure for me to be here today. Uh, my name is Fabio. I represent The Edge Company. Uh, uh, an Italian data tech company founded in 2017 that combines a specialization in artificial intelligence, neural network, and deep learning to offer solutions to cutting-edge technology products and services on a global scale. We are very proud to be part of the inception program by NVIDIA, and uh, we just joined the Lenovo AI Innovator Program recently. Fabio, it's great to have you. Thank you. The topic we're going to be looking at today is, uh, you know, the, on the general theme of computer vision, but how it relates to smart cities. Now, why smart cities? I was lucky to grow up in a great city, London, and, uh, you know, one of the, the frustrations of growing up in a city, as, as well as all the advantages, is, you know, the traffic, uh, you know, the having to compete for resources all the time. So if there's any way of making things easier, uh, it basically makes it less stressful for living in a city. A simple example, you know, I faced in London was, you know, knowing when the trains would arrive and putting panels up that gave you a time actually de-stressed the situation. Uh, having variable speed limits uh, allowed more cars, you know, to use the road. And it was things like this that really optimized the use of the city, optimized people's time, reduced the stress, and make cities far more livable. In addition to the examples I gave, Lenovo, in partnership with NVIDIA, have been working on some amazing technologies, which we've been showcasing in Barcelona. And this looks at various different areas. It looks at uh, retail, smart tourism, uh, security, traffic management. And we'll come on to that later in our podcast. Now, Valerio, let's start with a, a question for you. Uh, in our order to embark on a smart cities project, in your opinion, what are the things that need to be considered? As you said, uh, there are many ways you can improve uh, people's lives within a city and also the the management of the city itself. And for years, there was always an effort to try to to try to, to find the definition for smart cities. And actually in 2014, the International uh, Telecommunication Union uh, analyzed over 100 definition of smart cities and they made up uh, like a definition that I, I think is, uh, is one of the most interesting one. And, uh, and I will quote it uh, literally, a smart, sustainable city is an innovative city that uses ICTs and other means to improve quality of life, the efficiency of urban operations and services, and competitiveness while ensuring that it meets the needs of present and future generation with respect to economic, social, and environmental aspects. And um, I have the strong feeling, and my opinion is that infrastructure, uh, IT infrastructure provides the foundation for all the key teams related to uh, smart cities. 
um, including smart people, smart mobility, as we will see later, smart economy, smart living, etc. The core characteristic that underlies most of these components is that they are connected and they, they are generating data, which might be used intelligently to ensure the optimal use of resources and improve performance. Of course, uh, multiple components can serve this scope. Uh, however, I think three key aspects, uh, given that we are talking about data, uh, are important for, uh, for the infrastructure of the future, for the infrastructure uh, design for smart cities. One is legislation and security. So the main challenge is how you protect the data without limiting the utilization and thus the benefit coming from that underlying infrastructure so how you allow data to flow through the various cities or through the various parts of the cities removing silos uh, without physical centralization of databases and its related infrastructure and efficient use of resources so how you optimize it resources utilization and thus reduce carbon footprint and its generation these are i guess the main the key points here and we can use a real-world example to show like uh, one of the an efficient use of the infrastructure in what you mentioned, the Barcelona uh, Smart City project. So Lenovo and NVIDIA have been working together, together with the, the public administration of Barcelona for everything related to the networking, uh, connecting different parts of the cities and as well as supporting uh, the workload given by uh, application serving different scope. And so this, uh, this uh, networking uh, allowed uh, to drive and redirect data traffic streaming in the smartest way. It serves the scope of optimizing bandwidth utilization it reduce latency and data congestion and thus increase the data transmission speed to allow accurate real-time data operation. Now, beyond the benefit this infrastructure brings to runtime services and application that you might use within the city for a specific scope, this uh, kind of infrastructure has also an, an, a super valuable scope. So this allows smart city integrated research and development co-produced by scientists, policymakers, planners, managers, civil society representatives, and all the relevant stakeholders of multiple institutions and office. And, and I guess like this, this is really the core uh, and the fundamental building block to create more application and to allow the evolution of the smart cities. You know, Valerio, I really like that definition. And uh, I think one of the most important things that definition brings into play is sustainability, yeah? And the ability of smart cities and using this technology to have a level or provide a level of sustainability that is so important moving forward. Now, we are looking at computer vision, you know, in this uh, series of podcasts. So how does AI and computer vision how can they help smart cities? Of course, there are thousands of applications you can imagine, and there are actually like hundreds of applications that are currently being used by the, the public administration and uh, private businesses for solving uh, major challenges within the cities or businesses. 
if I can mention some, as you quickly mentioned before, there might be application for traffic management, so recognizing cars and traffic congestion, improving the uh, flow control uh, for both individual mobilities and, and mass transit. Um, so you can direct uh, people accurately uh, to avoid being held up in the traffic and wasting time in commute and also, uh, you know, increasing the carbon footprint. This is another, another part of the story. Uh, you can uh, use computer vision for bus stops or train station to have inboard information, as you said, for the next bus coming on what kind of direction they will take. Uh, you can use it for uh, accident management and accident recognition, just like they do, for example, for the uh, Barcelona uh, Smart City project. Uh, this is one of the applications that they actually deployed. So that, uh, an alert will be triggered and, and um, you know, security forces will come into the place to, uh, to check uh, the, the accident and to do all the inspection. It can also be used for crime prevention. And this is like, uh, I guess, one of the most sensitive points uh, in, in smart cities. Uh, if we talk about, like, I, I want to mention some cases, for example, fair dodging prevention. Fair dodging, for example, costs the city of London 100 million per year. Um, and that can be easily prevented by using computer vision and or applying uh, AI models for uh, CCTV cameras. Reports estimate uh, losses for uh, 50 billions for crimes against individuals and 9 billion pounds for crimes against business in just one year, like between 2015 and 2016. Um, of course, there are many other applications that are, uh, you know, less mission critical, less uh, uh, scary, uh, let's say, uh, and more funny or more uh, pleasant to, to talk about, such as education and tourism. I mentioned the, the city, uh, the Barcelona cases where, uh, you know, tourists can go around and they don't have to struggle with understanding where they are going or what they are seeing and just grabbing internet or Googling to, to find certain information, but they can have real-time information overlaid on uh, on their camera on their camera phone uh, about the point of interest so they can be educated that they can increase their culture it can be done in real time and all those information are provided by the local public administration so you you have uh, some kind of connection already with with locals and with the local culture so i think that that is an amazing uh, application Valerio, you gave a spectrum of possibilities there, and I and I really like that tourism example you gave. Um, you know, having been a tourist wandering around Barcelona, you see so many amazing things, and you wish you knew the background behind it. And when I when I saw that demonstration, it was quite amazing. You know, to point your phone at the Sagrada Familia and then get all the history of you know the thinking behind the building of that uh, cathedral now you, you know you also mentioned uh, security uh, as a is a, a key component here that computer vision can help with now, now fabio i understand the edge company has been doing a lot of work in this area could you comment on that sure Tikire, thank you uh, you know the management of critical situation requires an articulated and complex approach that takes into account both the technical professionals' preparation of operators and aspects related to the so-called human factor. 
usually critical situation place the operators under great stress, undermining daily operational routines and ordinary problem-solving skills. Uh, at the Edge Company, we work on several solutions that are based on the use of artificial intelligence. For instance, we use our own technologies to create applications that combine AI and AR. And together with one of our partners, that is Idal Sicurezza, operating in the physical security sector, we developed an application that is called ISER. An application to allow a security operator to have a constant, up-to-date, real-time situational awareness through the use of smart glasses connected to a physical security information management system. Uh, the reason why we develop this solution lays on the fact that usually surveillance systems are getting more and more crowded, so to speak, ending up in uh, operation rooms full of screens, right. with the result that the operator finds uh, it increasingly difficult to check whether, when, and where something is going wrong. With ESER, operators will be able to selectively oversight the place to be checked. They will have a visual and audible alarm that allows them to focus exactly their attention where it is really needed. But most importantly, they will be able to take advantage of those information on the move to arrive at the scene already knowing and seeing exactly what the threats might be. Of course, uh, all of that will result in an increase in efficiency and safety for both operators and security in general. That that is what we did to provide a more security. You know, Fabio, that is a fantastic example, uh, and I can truly, truly relate to it. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, my attention span is very, very short, <laughs> and being able to focus on so many screens will be very difficult for me. And having uh, AI helping me and saying, hey, look at this screen in particular because there's something happening, it is going to be really beneficial for so many different uh, you know operations Look, i can see it from buildings to traffic management you know it's hugely important hugely useful now as we can see there are so many different areas we could look at for smart cities right uh, but should we try to focus things a little bit and i would like to focus on transportation uh, which is a huge focus area for all cities, if you look at the you know, congestion, pollution, etc. So what is the Edge Company doing in this arena? At the Edge Company, we are really focused on the future of the air flight for smart city. Uh, we are already making airports smarter and better, and this is already happening now. Uh, basically, we have developed an ecosystem of obstacle detection system to enhance flight safety. We started from uh, the BCMS venture to monitor birds at airports, mitigating the risk of bird strike. And, you know, the bird strikes is when a bird hit an aircraft right. and uh, creating potential damages. And usually, who suffered the most is the bird, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, sadly, yes. And uh, BCMS Venture is a ground-based system that enables very accurate monitoring of obstacles in the airport airspace and surrounding area. It is a distributed system based on ultra-high-definition cameras connected to a video processing unit using our proctory AI algorithms and sophisticated computer vision technique. And this is to detect track, count, locate in the 3D, 
space and classify up to the birth species and with drone recognition capabilities true. To make it simple, it is a system that recognizes, classifies and position in the 3D space what is moving in the monitoring area. The BCMS Venture represents a paradigm shift as we are enabling Air Force to be safer and more sustainable. For example, by avoiding bird strikes on door strike, using emission-free systems that do not pollute the environment nor alter the habitat that is, uh, um, we are monitoring. But we are also making an impact into other market sectors like wind farm, where the issue of constantly monitoring the space is significantly important because our solution will help reducing operational costs determined by the downtime due to the presence of birds and will save the birds as directive of the European Commission deem required. And also, we are enabling today what will be the urban mobility of tomorrow, that is the urban air mobility. That is very interesting. So um, can you dive a bit more into that? Like we, we talked several times about uh, this uh, future of mobility. I guess like people are not still aware that it's not a, actually a future, but it's going to happen soon. Uh, Tigiri, have you heard about that, I guess? Yes, I've, I've been hearing about it, but I'd be really fascinated to know what the latest developments yeah, are. Absolutely. Uh, not many people is aware of that, uh, that we call the new reality is not anymore a future reality. Because uh, people need to get aware of the fact that we will soon be moving by flying low in the city skies. Urban and suburban mobility is about to be redesigned to make it possible to avoid road traffic jams and stress it brings. We already talked about that. So CDR, more crowded, traffic jam, and stuff like that. Uh, to give you some example, in 2024, there are announcements that the human air mobility services will be starting in Munich, Rome, and Paris. We are surely helping this acceleration, making possible today what was thought to happen tomorrow. And after testing and verifying what our solution is actually capable of, and great credit goes to the partnership with Lenovo and NVIDIA, which were able to create affordable, effective, resilient and performing infrastructure, supporting and enhancing our algorithms. We are working hard to make Voloports safer. Voloports is the term that we'll be using where these electric drones will land and depart for moving people and goods. And But this is just one of the many aspects of the work we are doing for the urban air mobility. Uh, for example, we are now developing the BCMS VentureX, an airborne obstacle detection. That is a solution clearly required for autonomous airborne vehicles that soon will ride over our heads. In fact, the European authority declared that after 2030, all these drones will be cleared autonomously. Thanks to the system, we are taking the BCMS Venture into the air to process images collected from a drone in flight and in real time. During the accelerator program in Canada, the AI at Centec by Thales, we already demonstrated that we could process images in real time with a more than 90% true positive rate. This is how Venturix was born 
And in uh, this case, we took advantages of the small form factor and the impressive computational power of NVIDIA Xavier. We believe that it can be mounted on aircraft communicating with the venture system on the ground to provide a clear picture of flight corridors as well. Because, you know, those drones will move from point A to point B using dedicated corridors. And the implementation of the new faster greener and safety focused air mobility also comes through new ways of approaching problems and thinking outside the box, favoring solutions that put the safety of people and the environment first, with a surely with a positive and different socio-economic approach. Basically, what we are doing, we are applying the network-centric approach to enhance a player situational awareness and amend traffic management. And I want to point out also the fact that I see like a scope uh, uh, for this technology also beyond the, the application for uh, human transportation, right? Like, uh, I mean, we see more and more like uh, companies like Amazon talking about uh, using like, uh, uh, you know, autonomous fly, flying objects and so uh, it will a scope will be moving these packages or parcel from one point of the city to another, and and I can see also a, a valuable application for transporting uh, for mission critical transport. When we talk about urgent uh, organ transplant, uh, I mean we can see how this technology can enable. Uh, one organs to fly over the city with the maximum safety and landing like in the shortest uh, in the shortest um, uh, time frame uh, to the location where the, uh, the the patient will wait for the for the operation to happen. So I, I guess like it's uh, this technology can really change the way uh, we manage the the movement of items and and people across the city. No, Valerio, th th this is absolutely spot on. It is a game-changing uh, and really fast-moving uh, world here because um, I, when I was doing some background research for this, I found out that you know the first organ move was a pair of lungs, and that was in 2021. And literally a couple of weeks ago in the UK, uh, the National Health Service, the NHS, announced that they were piloting a program for moving chemotherapy uh, mm. equipment uh, from the mainland UK to the Isle of Wight. So this is, yeah, it's amazing how fast this uh, we are moving in this way. Uh, and it's because of the technologies coming together, like you said, from NVIDIA, from the, the, the networking, all of these things coming together to produce this amazing speed. Now, this is all fascinating, and we're talking a lot about low airspace, but soon it'll be about automation too. I think you touched on this. And what is the infrastructure that will make that happen? Uh, you know, uh, Thierry, uh, we will be in, in presence of unscheduled traffic. So right. we'll need flexible controls that can handle unexpected traffic fluctuation. So at the UAM and infrastructure level, a distributed, resilient, scalable system will be needed. All Peripheral nodes will have to transmit data to a single central virtual unit that will have to provide a correct, secure, and unambiguous representation of the air traffic situation. And this is the essence of the network-centric approach, basically. 
To achieve this, we need high-performance hardware, state-of-the-art software solutions, and communication protocols capable of processing and transferring info in real time and with maximum security. So we're talking about artificial intelligence, edge computing, 5G, and blockchain that are key technology to make this real. These are all elements behind the European Season 3 program known as the European Digital Sky. So um, institutions are looking at that because they are well aware that soon everything will change and won't be how it was as of now. The edge company in that hand is working in this area directly and through our partners to create in the next 12 months an example prototype of the entire automated air traffic management infrastructure. Presumably, this will stay, start in Venice and the prototype will involve the use of BCMS Venture for obstacle detection in and around voloports and along corridors where cabs will fly. The BCMS Venture X, instead, will be used for onboard obstacle detection. So again, we are talking about edge computing platform that will transmit data to a specialized unit through 5G protocols with ultra secure communication empowered by blockchain technology that we are developing, uh, developing too. And uh, basically this is why it's so important to us to get success in this field to have such important partners like Lenovo and Nvidia that are critical and key for us. Valeria, would you like to comment on the underlying infrastructure it's fascinating and i guess like that requires completely uh mind shift in the way you think uh, uh the infrastructure for example uh, computer vision will need ip cameras to communicate to transmit uh, the videos to uh edge devices and these edge devices should be like almost uh, a data center servers deployed at the edge that means like being able to host for example gpus uh, Fabio mentioned uh, blockchain. We know that blockchain relies very much on GPUs, but it's also something that should support uh, very uh, accurate and large AI models to, to run uh, the analysis on video streaming. So these kind of devices I see uh, being deployed somewhere outside the data center. The application should not be uh, affected by uh, latency issue, right? So these uh, these things uh, should be deployed for example on um, uh, building roof they should be connected by uh, wireless network 5g um, as well they have to be uh, a sort of gateway as well so they have to do data caching for some period and then transmit this data fast enough to a centralized database. This database cannot be in a single location, but probably it should be very distributed across the city, but nevertheless being connected with a nice speed fabric that allows all this, uh, this data to flow at, at high speed and to be intersected, to be uh, interpolated in order to have uh, what uh, Fabio said, a clear picture of the this air corridor through the city. And uh, last but not least, uh, we need also a powerful um, data center uh, like 
close to the, to these volleyballs, to the landing area or the takeoff area. Uh, those will be needed for ensuring safe operation within those areas, and those should be also connected with the rest of the of the infrastructure of the edge infrastructure. So you see how like you need. Uh, many components. Uh, I like to say going from the fog, which is the actually the, the term that you understand the, the massive de- deployment of edge devices to the cloud, right? To the, to the yes. data center. It's funny like uh, this analogy, but it, it is what it is. Like you go from the fog to the cloud, just like in the air, right? So um, I guess like this is going to be interesting and fascinating enough I see how like we are building today in Barcelona the same infrastructure that will be needed for every city uh, for this kind of uh, futuristic way of uh, urban mobility, right? So we are now building the future. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and you know, as you pointed out, uh, this is the infrastructure we're building now, but when you you know, this, this is an ongoing process, you know, initially putting roads into the city was a big step, putting water, all of these, and this is this evolution that's carrying on. Uh, you know, it's been amazing to see, you know, with the both of you, all these technologies that are coming through. It's, uh, it's also, when I look at it, when I was a kid watching uh, the film Blade Runner, that's the first time I saw this sort of urban transport that in Star Wars, you see it in a massive scale. And, and it's amazing, you go from sci-fi films to, you know, being maybe most probably being able to use it in the next couple of years. That is, that is quite unbelievable. Now, I think when we look at smarter cities, it, it's really about the people, right? And we, we mustn't forget that. Uh, and that's what I like most about smart cities projects. It, it touches everybody, you know, uh, all ages, all ethnicities. Uh, and that is really important because it's about, you know, improving life in cities. Uh, and cities are most probably the most amazing invention of humanity. So, folks, thank you very much for helping us with the podcast. So thank you, Valerio. Thank you, Tikiri, and thank you overall, Fabio, for being here with us and spending time with us, and thank you for everybody listening now. Thank you. Thank you, Tikiri. Thank you, Valerio. It has been a pleasure. So, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and don't forget to listen out for our next one, which will be looking at smarter retail. Thank you.